Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClelland, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. (laughs) Hi, Krista. Hi, Catherine. Hi, everyone out there. Welcome to the Holy Fuck Podcast. This is our New Year's edition. Holy fuck, it's the new year. Ring out the old, ring in the new. This is a whole conversation about, hmm, not just the part that everyone's talking about, about how to make your dreams come true and how to manifest exactly what you want. We're going to talk about what else you need to do to really, really bring it in in the new year. Yeah. And we're not saying that, like, don't do your work on manifesting. I mean, that's kind of what we talked about (laughs) in the last, in the holiday episode of, like, how to manifest the perfect holiday for yourself. And so, yes, do your vision boards for 2019 and come up with everything you want for yourself that's going to make you more of you. And don't forget to let go. Yeah, to let it go. And so why is it that? You don't already have what your ideal scene. Think about it. It's like we talk about these manifestations and the whole premise behind ideal scenes is you would already have it if you actually believed you could have it. And so what are you doing? What are you holding on to that's not allowing you to step into that new vision for yourself? Right. What's getting in the way? And a lot of times what's getting in the way is the past. So I've had three readings of cards, different kinds of cards lately, three different people. Every single one of them keeps telling me to let go, let go of the past, let go of the past, that that is the thing that is standing in the way between me and everything I want. Now, most of you know, or if you're a new listener, both of my parents passed this year, so there's a ton of physical world letting go, Mm -hmm. emotional world letting go, spiritual world letting go. There's lots going on. And both Krista and I have some very interesting relationship letting go that has been happening in the last month that really is beginning to bring in the life of our dreams. Yeah. And I think that when we say letting go or when anybody goes, oh, just let it go, it's like, well, I fucking would if I knew how. Like, I would have already done it by now. I think it's a tricky concept. And the how to let go is huge. And a lot of times there's two people. And Mm -hmm. sometimes both people got to let go before you can let go. And we're going to explore. Yes, that's important what you just said. And that doesn't mean you don't do your work. (laughs) Because even when the other person, I have someone in my life who refuses to let go of something that they're holding, that they've been holding for a really long time with me. Mm -hmm. And... I'm just having to live with the fact that I have to let go of the fact that they're not going to forgive me. I just have to let go. Right. Because if I keep demanding that they forgive me, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> nothing. <What>? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you mean exactly what's happening now? Yes, they're not nothing. forgiving you? <laughs> yeah, what I mean by nothing is there's no progress in the partnership. There's no progress in the relationship. There's no progress towards letting go, but there's also no progress towards connecting. It's in limbo because when 
when one person will not let go, will not process, will not work through it, there's a way in which we're both a little bit stuck in limbo. So for me, I'm trying on that thing called Hopo Ono Ono. Pray mm-hmm. to God I said that right. Yeah. yeah. And the four sentences of that, which you can all look it up on Google, it's everywhere now, but it's super cool concept. It's Hawaiian spirituality. Mm-hmm. And the four sentences that you say in that kind of forgiveness work is, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I I love love you. you. Yeah. And so where I am with one person in my life is that I am going to continue. Wow, you can Mm -hmm. feel that emotion come up. Because I really want that to be different. That's such a strong saying. It is. It just brings it up. And I want it to be different. If I had it all my way, I would make it different. And I don't. I can't. So forgiving myself for the holding on, forgiving them for the not letting go, whatever it is, if I keep saying that in my spiritual world, I begin to untether those ropes and I can do the healing on my side that needs to happen. Yeah, I think people get a little... I don't want to say tied to the other person. I think we were talking about this earlier where I think I said to you, yeah, you want to keep doing the forgiveness work because you don't want to have to relive this over and over in your life. And you said, yeah, but I don't want to believe that we're not going to, that I don't have the power to undo it just because he refuses to forgive. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's really important to hear and to think about because we all know that when you, when I do my forgiveness work and I start letting go, then it and I let go of the expectation of the other person needing to behave in a certain way. That's when they might just have the, I don't know, have it within them to start the, their own process of forgiveness. And we have a doozy of a story for you. Oh yeah, ah uh, yeah, from my life from the last month, which has oh man, I feel so emotional today about this. The process of letting go is deep, and that's what we're talking to you about. So as we go into the new year, it's not just this, woo-hoo, what's new? What am I going to manifest? It's, wait, let's slow down and do the deeper work, get into this amazing area of letting go, forgiveness, whatever the words are that work for you that let open things up. And that's exactly what happens, is you begin to open things up. It's not this arduous process that shuts something down. It's where freedom lives, right? Right. So tell the story. Tell the story. This is tell such a great story. story. So a couple podcasts ago, we told the story that my mother died. And mm-hmm. in that process, what came up was a real surprise to both Krista and I, mm-hmm. which was the revelation about the abortion that I had when I was a much younger woman. And the story that I had in that was that I was married and therefore I should have the baby. So that I had no excuse to have an abortion. And I had been holding a lot of energy around that for myself that I had worked on really hard for a really long time and was able to finally let go. The sentence I remember you saying that struck me the most is you were like, he has never forgiven me and I don't think he's ever going to and I don't even think he knows how. Like You said some strong sentences in there Mm -hmm. and at that moment I didn't call you out on it and say, "Mm, there's opportunity for that. But that sentence stuck with me that you were very adamant that he was not going to. He may never forgive me. I wasn't sure what had happened because I haven't talked to him in 26 years. Right. And all I could feel was the only time I did talk to him, what he said to me, I'm very, very angry with you. Mm -hmm. And I made up the story that that was about the abortion 
and that I had taken away the opportunity for him to be a father, at least at that point in his life. Right. And that that would be very hard for me to forgive if I'd really wanted it. And I was honoring that he was able to stand by me and let me make that my choice. Mm-hmm. So here's did, what you happened. You did deep, deep forgiveness oh. work in Oof. that episode. I mean, I did. We, it was brilliant. And I did a lot of it over the last 26 years also mm-hmm. when it comes up. And it doesn't come up daily or anything. It comes right. up periodically when there's something to be released. Here's the crazy thing. So we released that podcast, and I went on a trip where I was releasing my book, and there was all sorts of things happening. I landed in a hotel by myself one night. Out of 14 nights I was gone, I was alone one night. Well, I was in this hotel room praising God that I was alone and had some quiet, and my phone rang. And from the one conversation that I had had with my ex-husband, my first ex-husband, <laughs> that did not sound good, but the, my first husband, the f- one conversation, I had kept his phone number. Mm-hmm. So it popped up with his name on it. And I thought, what on Whoa. earth is happening here? And after three and a half hours of conversation, we had the mo- chills. I know, I'm having so many chills about this. So beautiful. Allowing him the dignity of his process. Mm. Allowing him to take the time he needed to reach the place that he reached, that he would call me and apologize to me for something that I was very sure he was holding against me. Mm. It was so beautiful. It was so precious. It was like as precious as human beings can be. Wow. And he, he had such beautiful words to say and such kindness in what he was saying. And I was fairly speechless. I never expected this phone call. I never understood what that he had even thought of himself in terms of having not done what was right. Right. I just thought we both went our separate ways and we're going to figure it out and just forget we ever were with each other. And 26 years later, this man has become this what I would say from a distance, all I can say is from my experience in three and a half hours, a man who has worked through and faced himself and seen his traumas and looked at himself and brought himself to the table with an apology as the very first thing he said to me. It took my breath away. I, I didn't even know what he was apologizing for. And this, But the story that you have told yourself oh. for these 27 years... It's completely different than his reality. And it just goes to show that this fucking story that we run in our, this tape we run in our head, it's insanity. It It is is not the truth. As long as we're in anger or judgment or hating ourselves or the other person, or the other person, as long as we're doing that, we, it's just not the truth. This is such the perfect example of it. And it's the perfect example of, fuck, it took you 27 years to do it. To come into true forgiveness for yourself and for him and the situation and your mom and the abortion. And when you finally did that piece, and we felt it in the episode, yeah, the, the release of that, spirit like came in within a week. Right. And was you get a call out of the blue from someone and you haven't spoken to, and they go, I'm sorry. It was my fault. I mean, someone you were married to. Who? Here's another crazy thing. I was in Virginia, which mm-hmm. is where we live together. Wow. Oh my gosh. I was 
I was beyond freaked. Every hair on my head was standing up. And one of the most beautiful things was not so much that he apologized because I could see his in his reality, he had something to apologize for. Mm -hmm. I had nothing inside me that was waiting for an apology. Right. On the other hand, it occurred to me that this man might need an apology from me. And so Uh. I was able to ask him what his experience was of me and what hurt him. And then when he was able to tell me what hurt him, I was able to apologize for having hurt him. What, of course, I had no intention of hurting no. this person. He told me so many things about my younger self that in hindsight, <laughs> I could really see. But in the moment before he told them to me, it had, I had never seen them the way he saw them. Wow. And he had given me so much space and so much time and so much, I don't even know, dignity in my process of coming to terms with where I was in my life and moving on from our marriage. And I had always had in my head that we split because we both wanted to. And he was able to tell me that I left. Wow. And he held space for that. And it was never what he wanted. Wow. And that he was still very much in love with me. And mm-hmm. for me, that was a shock and really opened my heart in a way to really look at myself and us as young people trying to find our way in life and take this opportunity, like breathe this human being in and see his life based on one story and my life based on another story and still see how the lack of forgiveness, so the lack of letting go between us held us both in a pattern for all these years. Now, he's had relationships. I've had relationships. I've had a second marriage. And neither of us are settled and satisfied. Which brings up for me, you're going into the next year and you're talking about this other relationship that you have that they're never going to forgive you. And Mm. I'm just getting the sense right now. I was like, oh, this is the same exact story being replayed. Now, we don't know what the outcome will be of the second relationship, but can you go to the place where you go into doing your own work around the forgiveness again without expectation? I think there actually is more expectation with this second relationship and forgiveness than there was with the other. Because the other was so long ago. Well, not even that. I just didn't know there was something to forgive there. I thought we both separated knowing that and just sort of this was complete. This was done. And so I didn't have that energy in it. So this one, the second one, is really much more... It's bigger and more challenging and more present. Certainly more present. But so are you willing... To (laughs) apply, I mean, you've just been given a miracle with this Uh, first husband. So can you see that maybe the same miracle is available for this relationship too? (laughs) Yes. I see that I have a story. Mm -hmm. And I love Byron Katie's line, who would you be without your story? Yeah. I love that question. 
I love all four of her questions, but that one particularly because it really wakes me up to who I'm being based on the story that I have. And more than just focusing on this one human being and whether or not he is going to forgive me and whether or not I need to be forgiven, whether or not, you know, he needs whatever the story is, rather than focus on that, just holding within me the sense that there is a place in him that's still hurting mm-hmm. and that I haven't addressed it. That's the, also the timeline of like one person can be ready to address and move into forgiveness and the other person's just not there yet. Yep. And can we let that be okay? And can we let, like what you said earlier, can we give them the dignity of their process? And that means sometimes a lot more time than we think is necessary. Yeah, yeah. It's so powerful to let people do what they need to do. And if I'm not resisting what they're doing, if I'm not holding on to my opinion about how it should be, it's another Byron Katie thing is loving what is, right? This is what it is. This person is, is unwilling to forgive at this moment with me. Can I be peace with that? Can I step away from a story that I have to be forgiven? Can I, that my life depends or my next relation? I feel that when my first, let's just call him your first husband. Great. Okay. (laughs) So ever since the conversation with my first husband, there's been an opening. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm enjoying the process of experiencing as I consider manifesting another relationship in the new year. Right. Because if you're putting your ideal scene around what that partner would look like, but you're carrying this big... Uh, suitcase behind you, how does that affect what you believe is possible for you? And I don't know. I'm actually asking that question. Yeah. Well, if I believe that I either have to be forgiven or should be forgiven or anything like that by another human being, I'm going to be carrying that. And that's the weight. There's some self-judgment. There's some lack of forgiveness inside me that I did something that I somehow deserve to be punished. Back to the punishing conversation. Mm -hmm. That also means you're bringing someone to you to match you at that level, which means they'll be working out the same issues or similar issues. Yeah. So instead, as I felt that opening with my ex-husband, what if I could just let that be what's true? There's an opening here, a new level of tenderness, a new level of receptivity, because I've been protecting. Somewhere Mm. inside me, I'm protecting something. So what if I stop protecting? And I say, I am in the process of forgiveness and letting go with Everyone in my life. Right. And who I, I love these blanket things. You know, whatever's getting in the way of me manifesting, please allow me to receive whatever that is and release whatever it is. And even if I don't know, I want to be able to let go of things I don't even know about that are, you know, in my field. Subconscious. Subconsciously that I'm holding on to any old resentment. So this year I've gotten to let go of my father and all of our stuff, my mother and our stuff. Apparently, I have some stuff with ex-relationships that I'm really looking at letting go of, and it's exciting to me. Imagine that now when I establish a new relationship, it gets to be one that doesn't have all these levels. Right. have new levels. I have new levels of all (laughs) sorts of things to work with. And um, yeah, so that's that story. So that one of the things that really feels powerful about this is this New Year's process is a wrapping up of the old and a bringing in of the new. And there's this 
old famous saying called ring out the old, ring in the new. And it's a completion of the end of the year, and it's a joyous celebration of the it's beginning. It's a cleansing. Of the I mean, it's we a need cleansing. to cleanse all this old energy. We do. So that's my story, and that's what I feel very enlivened and touched and intimate. And I got connected to a part of myself that had been holding something against me for a really mm-hmm. long time that I had really messed this up. Right. And. I am grateful that I was actually able to also hand another person what they felt they needed to heal. What a gift to him. In you letting go, he was able to let go. Yeah. You're both clearing space for the new year. He said the sweetest thing, we said a million wonderful and sweet things, but one of the ones that sticks out to me is, I'm going to sleep better than I have in 25 years tonight. Wow. That really touched me. That's how deep these things affect us. So if, as we talk to you ladies and men, gentlemen, about this, wonder where is the thing? What is the grip that's keeping, but that's standing between you and the manifestation of what you want? Or what are you protecting? What mm. are you punishing? What are you holding against? And just really allowing yourself. So for me, this is a huge completion, not just the end of this year. Is right. <laughs> and Dare I say it? I just had my 59th birthday, so I'm going into my 60th year. And so for me, this new new year is about integration and opening to new things. And by the time I'm 60, like, boom, this is what, you know, really. (laughs) This is what 60 looks like. This is what 60 looks like. When you let it go. (laughs) So that's that's where I am, and I'm really grateful for this conversation. And um, I know Krista has some really interesting stuff to talk about, too. Yeah, you know, this whole relationship saga that I've been on for the last couple of months, it's like, you know, I every time I say, okay, I'm done, I've let it go, and then what happens is this new layer of stuff comes forward of, oh, I hadn't quite let go of this, or a new belief surface that I didn't realize was, was there. So I'm just really analyzing that part of I guess all of us as human beings, how we have that onion, right? That we just keep peeling off the la- the layers. And we, for me, I would like process all of this relationship drama and the breaking up and the getting back together with Rico Suave and the moving on to dating other people and going back and hot, and I, happy sex. And yeah. And, I, and there's part of me that's like, man, I look fucking insane. <laughs> like when I say my story out loud, like... <laughs> And I just giggle. Don't we all? Yeah. I mean, because life is insane. And I also believe that when you're seriously putting your head down and doing the spiritual work, time goes 10 times as fast. Yeah. And so the level of, of insanity in, in the outside, like what it looks like on the outside, looks really crazy because everything's moving really quickly. Mm. And so I was finding maybe a lot of shame around how quickly my views were changing and how one day I, one week I felt this way and another week I felt that way. And I was judging myself Mm -hmm. until one day I was like, wow, it's because I'm clearing this baggage. I'm really actively working on myself and doing all of the techniques and the work that I know to clear these misbeliefs. And it's making everything move at like hyperspeed. And I was judging myself as that looking crazy. And then one day I had the realization of like, it's funny how I'm actually getting more clear and more clean and more sane in doing this work 
but that it appears really insane from the outside picture. Well, one of the things that you and I are doing, which uh-huh. is helping both of us seem probably more insane to other people, is that we're talking about the process. Right. So lots of people are doing this work and they do it quietly inside. So no one in the world really sees what's happening. Maybe you see a little bit of here and there and choosing and not understanding and then coming back and forth. But what we're, but by telling the world <laughs> what we're doing and telling the world about the synchronicities and these grand experiments. And what, Krista, I just want to refer to, you said something about working this as hard as you know how with all your tools. Mm -hmm. We're going to refer all of you to the fact that Krista and I are both coaches. And this is work that we've learned through many different channels, one of which is University of Santa Monica, but also our personal work, which is what we do there is learning how to work your process, learning how to come into compassion with yourself, learning how to forgive yourself learning how to follow your process of your beliefs and to root them out and to really see that you're creating a problem sometimes by where your head is. Mm -hmm. So that's what she's talking about when she talks about going in and doing this work. And the deepest level is that all of those things are the healing work that we talk about over and over on this podcast. It heals us. But I, and I spend a lot of, I mean, I know you do too, but also part of doing the work is like getting up in the morning and putting our spiritual practice first. Yep. So it, it means like I don't just get up and go to the gym and go about my day. It's like, no, I get up and I journal all of my feelings out, epiphanies that I've had, the challenges that I'm feeling. I read The Course of Miracles and I see how that applies to some of the decisions I'm making at the time. It's like I don't think it's just, I don't want it to seem like, oh, we just like mentally lay there and spin it in our head all day. We're actively using uh, like uh, tools of the trade, tools of the trade (laughs) and doing them. And it doesn't, you know, sometimes, yes, it's facilitating each other. But, you know, for me, it's the journaling and the freeform writing and stuff where I let go of trying to control the thoughts that are coming out of my head. And I like get them out on paper. And then I go look back and I'm be like, oh, I had no idea I felt that way. And then I can apply the tools to these new understandings that I'm coming across. So what happens? <laughs> well, every t- what I've noticed is that every time I've let go of my attachment to a relationship or an attachment to an outcome, one, I feel so much more freedom and in that freedom and that non-attachment to the outcome, it has allowed for these, for the outcome to be something that I totally wasn't expecting and to be in a direction that I just could not have even have planned. If I had have like envisioned what my best plan is, it like, it's never been that. Yeah. And a lot of times is what's come from it is another shitty situation or something, another challenge that I'm up against and, um, and each time I was faced with one of those challenges, it allowed for me to continue to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And it got to the point, I think like a month ago, where I was like, okay, I've hit the core. That's as deep as it's going. I'm out. I'm clear. I'm ready to move past this relationship and on to bigger and brighter things. I'm ready to manifest you know, my ideal relationship. And then realizing that I, just as you had, like in your forgiveness work, you had allowed for your... You had made space in the universe for your first husband to come to his own awarenesses and made space for that conversation to happen. 
I think also, Krista, let's say that I think what we're making space with is compassion mm-hmm. and kindness, and that changes the field that we're inhabiting. And so, right. and it that is that, not. It made a safe space for him to come in and so, call you. He, when he called, he was nervous mm-hmm. because he remembered someone else. What does that mean? So, who I was back then. Ah. Even though he could feel the field had changed, even though he could right. take, so he took the chance. He said he picked up the phone 3,000 times over 25 years, but this mm-hmm. was the time. And I know we keep using 25, 26, or 27 years because none of us are exactly clear how many years <laughs> you it was. remember that far back. But so far, it was a right around that. But that's what I mean, the field shift. So we're talking metaphysics here, and we're talking energy. And I think that that's what happened with, me and Rico Suave is like, I shifted the energy when I finally let go of attachment and mm-hmm. to an outcome. And I let it just set there. And I didn't have any emotions around it much anymore. I was just like, okay, that's that. And I'm moving on. And then all of a sudden it felt as if it cleared space for him to come back around in a way that I don't even know how to say we it. We can't even call him Rico Suave anymore. No. Because he came into a new identification Yes, with who he was in relation to the identification that you have of who you are. Right. So when I shifted who I was, he all of a sudden was able to shift who he was. And so like... And again, how like it's even embarrassing to sit here and talk about it in this moment because I'm like, well, I'll probably be podcasting next week and have a completely different <laughs> you know, viewpoint on life. But what I feel in my heart is like the letting go of what I thought it was supposed to be, mm-hmm. what it actually did was open up space for me to see my part in it, even mm-hmm. in, in even a bigger way than I knew. Like and I, I just, oh, yeah, I always said, like, I know this is about me. I know this is about me. It's not about him. You know, he's just my projection. And I kept saying that because I was really trying to take ownership. But there was a part of me that was like, well, this we're still on this merry-go-round together. So apparently I'm not quite getting what the thing is in me. And my awareness for this week is that I wasn't fully open to this loving relationship that I thought I wanted. And that's why I wasn't getting it. Because I was actually scared of it. So what did we say on our last podcast when you were very sure? The day we, the day we um, <laughs> recorded, mm-hmm. Krista's words were something like, it's over for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> with Rico Suave. <laughs> and by the time we went to put it out, there was a little bit of a wobble in the field of it's over for sure. Something mm-hmm. had started to happen once she released the demand that it had to happen. Mm-hmm. And then do you remember what we said when we put out our summary? I had actually written the summary in a certain way of like, it's done, it's over. And you were like, are you sure about that? And I was like, mm, maybe not. I don't know. I want it to be over because I told everybody it was over. And this will be really embarrassing if it's not over because then I'm going to look crazy. I mean, yeah. as we put our lives out into the public, I've noticed for myself that it adds a level of accountability. Yeah. Like, okay. A huge, huge level of accountability. And... What I noticed happening is that 
he was coming back at a new level of understanding of himself and as a new way of being. And I was closed off to him, not because my heart wanted to be closed off to him, but out of like embarrassment Mm. of, wait, now you're going to, you know, come back in this way. Like you're too late because I've already told the world that we're done. So what do, do you remember what we changed the words to? No. Okay. So it was, some, <laughs> it was something along the lines of this iteration. Oh, this iteration, yes. Of this relationship is for sure over. Yes. Because that, so what we're trying to say is if you keep your heart open to your expansion, the people who are meant to be with you at the level that are, they're meant to be will find their way. Mm-hmm. And what Chris and I are saying is we're both growing and growing in the spiritual world means letting go, Mm -hmm. (laughs) sadly. So as she grows, possibilities just keep changing. As I let go of the iteration of myself that was needy and felt unworthy and didn't feel good enough or felt scared and all that stuff. Needed to demand that he show up in a certain way. and Right. As that, I'm going to say like little girl, it was just who this, you were. It was this little tantrum little girl inside of me that was like wanting attention and princess. wanting to feel safe and princess. And, you know, as I let go of needing him to make me feel worthy, and when I started really saying, like, that's not good enough for where I want to go, and I was really holding that for myself, it allowed this shift to happen. And, and I feel like allowed for him to start coming in like, phew, God, I'm so grateful that, you know, the little girl can stop having her tantrum. Like, mm-hmm. he was tired of the tantrum. He was tired and of having to show up that way. his champions. Of course, of course. <laughs> both of you, you know, reflecting it back and forth, and you both had some big experiences. We had big boulders to clear with regards to... Um, just coming just, back together, even though, as you said, it happened quickly. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not really sure where it is right no, now. No, not, not at all. But what, what I am sure of is that um, there was another level of healing. Yeah. Because what I noticed... My new learning is when I finally said, it's done, it's over, I was still holding some anger. It was more like a tan- like the little girl who said, I'm done, and like storms out the door. When a relationship ends in that fashion, it's re- I think it's a good indicator that it's really not done. Yeah. Because if it was truly healed, it would have been a loving departure from each other, and it would be very clear and then the relationship can be done and it can release back into the universe and no one has to relive that story over and over and over for eons and decades to come. What if, yes. since we're talking about iterations, <laughs> this just occurred to me. What if, I've thought about this before, but we actually are only ever having one relationship. They show up as different people. Absolutely. And if we're, re-experiencing the same type of relationship, it's because that's still where we're stuck. Mm -hmm. And while the person, the human changes, whether we call ourselves monogamous, married, or serial monogamy, whatever, it's actually seven relationships that are really like one growing relationship because it's really with you, or one relationship that you stay with your whole life. And is you growing with you? I've had the same relationship for sure. I can count three people who've been the exact same archetype of relationship with me. And this third one 
had to get really big and really loud because apparently I couldn't break the pattern with the other two. So I'm very clear that it was going to take some very strong, I don't want to say strong man, but like, you know, like, and I don't even want to say soulmate. It's this like intention is what, I'm sorry. That's what I want to say. I think it was on your part. Is that, that I literally this time called in someone that strong? You, well, not only that, but your intention to heal was mm. so strong. That's what I saw from you was not that, it, well, there was a time when it got stuck on him mm-hmm. and it made that like train track. Right. But what happened in the end was you said, fine, I'll release him as long as I can heal this pattern. Like right. what it, we had a big conversation about addictions and what kinds of relationships are addictions versus real relationships unfolding, which I'm sure we'll talk more about later. This piece was you breaking the addiction by taking it in your own hands and then allowing something new to show up while you just stood there being the new you. And I honestly, in that moment, never thought in a million years that I would really ever talk to him again. Right. I mean, that's how sure I was of it. I was like, I'm done. And it took some pretty strong universal elements to get his attention. Mm Mm-hmm. And he called those in, and he took a different track with them also. But again, it's energetically, there was this space. He could feel that he could reach into that space rather than the slam door that you'd had a week before or four days before or whatever. Right. So we have to remember that our partners are always responding to us. Wherever we take ourselves, our partners will respond. So all of us have free choice. So as you begin to let go, you're going to create a different kind of relationship. In my case, there's someone who does not want to be in that kind of relationship with me. In this mm. point in his life, no matter what I do to open, to, to try and create space, to open the field for forgiveness and to let go and have something new, the person that we're talking about for me does not want that yet. Can I say something that yeah. might be uncomfortable to hear? Sure. I don't know. I don't necessarily feel as if you have been able to move into loving him yet. Mm. Like fully loving him in this space of forgiveness and compassion. And I think maybe there's a willingness to move in that direction. But how can he ever forgive you as long as you're sitting with such emotion in his direction. Well, you know, that's interesting that you say that because most of my experiences that I don't have as much emotion, that I feel much more released. Um, And it's really a tricky one. It's really a tricky one for me. And so it's definitely not complete for me. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Krista and I were talking about earlier was there has to be openness on both sides for it to continue. So as Krista starts to open the field, the other person starts to open. As my field starts to open, my first husband comes in, mm-hmm. and we have this amazing conversation. Even while my field is opening, even while I'm working all this stuff as deeply as I know how in this moment, mm-hmm. one person is still choosing to stay on the outside. And so there is a way in which that is a very different dynamic. And inside me, because of the choice to leave, 
it feels like there the universe is really saying leave this one alone can you leave this one alone and love him anyways and that is what the work is i mean that's the that work. is the work yeah. right it's and fine so- to say no i can't right now because that's what we're demonstrating is that it's a time thing sometimes we're not ready even though we know that's where the the, tr- the letting go will finally release is when mm-hmm. we can actually love the person regardless of whether they love or forgive us back. That's when our healing, that's when our hearts can open. Yeah. And, you know, I think what's interesting about this, I like what you're saying, where you're going with this is that for me, this situation <laughs> has a tricky element. Yeah. And if it didn't, you'd already have done I'd it. I'd already so. have done it. And, um, so again, I go back to the work that I'm doing with the Hopo Ono Ono, which mm-hmm. is I'm bringing the need for forgiveness into me in this situation as I see the reflection that the other person doesn't see the possibility yet. So, and if that's a projection, exactly. Which, so okay. that's why I'm uh, yeah. that's why I'm committed to doing that work because that's the one place I know right. that I can do the work with myself that eventually, no matter what I do, leads to loving. Mm-hmm. the other person, right? So I'm not there yet. And this has been a mountain to climb yes. that has been quite fascinating and feels like I've learned an epic amount Because well, it's easy here. to forgive and let go of things that happen on a scale of one to 10, you know, that happen on a four or five. That's, you know, we practice forgiveness at those levels. The real spiritual work happens when we are able to forgive a level 10 trespass of some sort. Right. And I think what's true is we have a few of them. Yes. And we work them. And I can really feel the trespass release and opening around my father this year. Mm -hmm. That was a huge one for me. And as I feel into this, I feel like, oh, 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 this is the one right on the heels of that that is the next iteration of, I can find more freedom here. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm just amazed for myself that through this last month of, you know, the letting go and the forgiveness work, that I, like, look back over this last summer, and I'm almost, like, laughing at it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm coming into the place where it all seems like a big dream. It all sounds like, it seems like, like, really, what was I even mad about? Like, it's hard to go back to that that place or that feeling that I had in some of those episodes where I was on the floor and didn't think I could get up Mm -hmm. to be in this place now and go, Oh my gosh, what a gift all of that was because I have just cleared out so much emotional baggage, relationship baggage, unworthiness. I mean, so much in such an intense time or short period of time that it almost is like, I don't know. I'm just like in, I don't, I don't want to say impre- it's not impressed. I'm kind of in awe of how, I'll just talk about myself, I can go from feeling that desperate and that hurt and all through th- all the layers of anger and then come out the other side and be like, oh, wasn't that all funny? Like, I'm literally getting to the place where it's funny now. Yeah. You know, Krista and I were talking about this because we were talking about forgiveness before we started the letting go conversation because... They're the same thing, but maybe they're not. And there's all this conversation. And we were really talking to each other about, first of all, whether we believe something or know something can be a very big chasm of difference in consciousness. So 
me wanting to have done a certain amount of work is very different, or even being willing to want to do a certain mm-hmm. amount of work. If I'm not ready, the work's not going to happen. Right. So just holding for myself in that dignity is important. And when you know that something's complete, it's when there's peace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking about forgiveness in the point that forgiveness moves across a scale where it's about letting go of something that you believe happened to you. Right. And then it's about letting go of how you were with it. Mm-hmm. And then it's about seeing with compassion possibly another step into this reality of wholeness and oneness is, oh, well, now I see what would contribute to that happening for that person. How would they show up that way? Not just what I did, but what has happened in their life. And then you get to take the even bigger step into, wow, I so appreciate that you showed up that way for me. Yes. And that's where I'm at now with Rico Suave. It's like we're both looking at each other like, thank you for being that person who just kept showing up and shaking out the, you know, dumping over the puzzle box. And we kept putting the pieces back in the box and dumping it back over. And I think because there was so much love and connection, we were willing to keep putting the puzzle pieces back in. And we were growing so much that it, you know, it felt good to let go of it. And and also it felt very challenging to let go of it too. Like letting go is painful. And I I think, and I want to say that also in that situation, whatever's happening in the grander scheme, it keeps calling you back together. There'll be plenty of times where you let go with love and the other person goes off into a different place. So we're not insinuating at all that if you do your work, that person's going to come back. Because really, if you let go, whatever's meant to happen, happens. Because then they can be released to go on to do other work or have other relationships where they need to pull out puzzle pieces and that type of thing. Because it might be for them that there's a a new journey. But I wanted to refer back to one thing you said, which is, it's funny. Because that's the final step. (laughs) In my relationship with my father, which has been troubled for almost my whole life now, but Mm -hmm. released for at least a few months now. Right. What ended up, the final thing that ended up being the icing on the cake was the day I had this vision of standing around with my family in, in an alternate reality, and all of us were cracking up and laughing and saying, wow, what an incredible scenario we built so that I could learn this one thing. And we were laughing. We're like, you remember when you did that? I can't believe you did that. And then my brother was like, I don't know. Can you believe I showed up like this? And then my other brother, my sister and my mother. And it was, it felt so true and so real. Mm -hmm. And the relief that that's one of the ways that you're going to know that the work you're doing is real is the healing. With healing comes relief and peace peace and grace. So as we look forward into 2019, mm-hmm. well, Krista and I, this invitation that we're offering you today is really to go gently in to yourself and to look at the places where what you want in your life is not showing up. And we're reminding you that the core of that is inside of you. To go looking deeply for those places with compassion and kindness towards yourself 
to soften and let go of the judgments and punishment that you're wielding against yourself. Which are usually found in the past. That's why we say go back to 2018 and look at the things that, you know, maybe you were challenged by and use that as, you know, a place to shine a light on and see where the blocks are. Yeah. So what are you holding? What are you hurting yourself with? What are you punishing yourself for? And mine went all the way back to my first year of my life. So don't think you can't go way back for this. Right. But look wherever they are and bring the kindness and the loving that you're trying to bring in from the outside to yourself first, from yourself. That's the letting go of the holding something against yourself. Right. So the sooner we bring the loving and the kindness, the gentleness and compassion into ourselves, the sooner what we're trying to manifest on the outside starts to give itself to us in a gentle, kind, compassionate way. You cannot let go with anger. You can only let go with love. Yeah. And when we let go with love, any result is just fine Mm -hmm. because there's always more love right behind it. I wish we had champagne. Like New we Year's. do have champagne. <laughs> we do we'll have, have champagne. A tea toast or something, but we do have champagne. So at the end of this little show, we're going to go pop. And That's amazing. We're going to honor you as our amazing listeners for a year of expansion, expansion, and growth, growth. and letting go, and compassion, and kindness, and. And I'm so excited for 2019. I can't wait to see what happens and where we go and what topics are brought to us. And I love you. Interviewing people. ah, We're going to do all sorts of great stuff next year. So we love you so, so much. And as we always say, beyond happy 2019. (laughs) Spread Spread the the love. love. Spread the love. Bye, everyone. We love you. Bye. Bye, Krista. Bye. Do you want the opportunity to see the gals of Holy Fuck in person? If so, go to holyfuckpodcast.com and join our mailing list so you can find out when and where these goddesses will be transforming lives next. And yes, I know, I'm talking about myself in third person. Open your browser, type in holyfuckpodcast.com, click on mailing list, and give us your most trusty email, not that bogus one you give to Walmart. So sign up now. Not tomorrow. Now. Now, now, now. Thank you.